0: Hi hey guys, welcome to episode four of The Craft. I'm your host, Elena Randezzo, and this is the podcast where creatives and inspirational people come to talk about their talent, passion, and process leading up to big moments. Today's guest, we have Tom McGee, who is a health and fitness coach here in New York City, Along with being a health and fitness coach, he's also a mentor and entrepreneur with starting his own business and having his own clients that he works one-on-one with to improve their meal plans, their daily workouts, and he also coaches them into having a healthier lifestyle altogether. Tom pivoted from his 9 to 5 corporate real estate job back in 2020, and ever since, he's been working on his own business. Listen today to hear Tom's advice and hearing what he has to say about living a healthy lifestyle pivoting to customize your own workout plans and routines to something that really works and isn't going to overwhelm you i cannot wait for you to hear today's advice on the podcast and if you guys don't mind just please take a moment to like and rate the podcast if you have a chance whatever platform you're listening to this on it would really really help the podcast so thank you all so much and i hope you enjoy today's episode Welcome to The Craft, everyone, where we talk about how people have mastered their passions and turned side hustles into real hustles, and overall, everyone's love of their journey and how they came to essentially master their craft. Today, we have Tom McGee, who is an entrepreneur, fitness coach, mental and health wellness coach as well, yep. and you've been doing this for five years now? Yeah, four and
1: a half, five four and, years. A half. Four and a half. Yep. Okay,
0: okay, cool. Turned... You turned coach from corporate professional life. Yep. So you took a pivot. Yep. Okay, big we're going <laughs> to... Big pivot. We're going to talk about all of that. Thank you so much for coming today.
1: I appreciate you, man. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah, of course. And based in New York City, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Let's uh, begin with, did you go to school? And if you went to school, um, what did you study and what did you originally want to be when you grew up?
1: Uh, so, yes, yeah. Um, I went to college. I went to College of Charleston in South Carolina, and I was a communications major, and I don't really think, like, we were kind of saying this before on the podcast, I'm like, I don't really know what I learned in college (laughs) except for having a really good time, you know, I think that, um, and making some good friends, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's where I went to school, and um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that, honestly, everyone that I've talked to so far, that's kind of their take on school. They're like, did it really help me become who i am today <laughs> and yeah it's totally valid um so wait what did you study uh
1: yeah. communications major. communications oh yeah. cool
0: in charleston
1: yep in charleston but i didn't really and... know what i wanted to do so i think like my experience was like i just didn't really have much direction okay. right like so i just kind of just like went through yeah the just like normal college life but like it's like you know it never really clicked like I wasn't really, like, passionate with about anything. I was learning, and I think that's important, right? Like, yeah. or else it's like, what does this translate to?
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's important to kind of, if you're not interested in something, I feel like the pathway to finding that is really fulfilling. Once yeah. you do kind of gravitate towards now what you're doing today, exactly. which is fitness and health and wellness, which is a f- really fulfilling career, I'm going to guess.
1: Yeah, so it all comes full circle back yeah. to like what I do now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, how did you... Post-college, how did you gravitate towards, did you go straight into a job after college?
1: Yeah, so I worked um, for like a tech sales company and I did a lot of like door-to-door sales. And um, (laughs) if if anyone's done that, that is not the most fun, glamorous job, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about rejection (laughs) and people skills. Oh, yeah. Like, cause you, you pick up quick on like, you know, how to read people and like um so that was a whole experience and then um I did that for you know 2 or 3 years and then I switched to then commercial real estate and I did that for another 3 or 4 years.
0: Oh wow, okay. And then I
1: pivoted to what I'm doing now.
0: Okay, cool. Um and I I've done door-to-door sales before and I feel oh, you like your pain. yeah Do you have any good stories? Yeah, it's so funny in California. I basically long story short we had to go door-to-door selling this new styrofoam that was going to be not getting in the ocean or something. Or maybe we were banning styrofoam. I don't know. But I'm so stubborn that I had a sales rep that I knew was successful at doing this, and I had her go door-to-door for my sales. Oh, wow. And I was just chilling on the pier <laughs> in California. I think I offered to pay her, which, which doesn't make any sense because I was obviously doing this job for money. Right. So anyways, yes, I s- scapegoat sales um but so you went to commercial real estate uh-huh. from the sales yes for how long did you real estate
1: um I probably did that for almost four years four years so yeah I was like you know I like my journey doing the door-to-door sales like it wasn't I like I knew I wanted like I kind of the beginning was really tough like I was almost fired in the beginning how because I wasn't producing enough oh. and then I was like I'm gonna knock on every like business to get this all I mean I was doing like 50 60 oh wow yeah like a day and because I remember my boss term like he, I remember there was a point like the first six months in. he's like I don't like you haven't sold anything like I don't think this is gonna work out and then I was like oh I gotta like flip this around and yeah. I just went super hard into being consistent with like meeting people and putting myself out there and after like three or four months of that like i started to like bring in business and then like a year after that i was i went from being fired almost to i had to convince him to keep me around to being i think it was like out of like 45 people the top producer in the company
0: oh my gosh that's amazing
1: yeah so that kind of like stuck a lesson in my mind that like you know there's a lot i couldn't control but like i could control my actions um, and when I, when I hit that point after being with them for a couple of years, you know, I had some confidence in myself and I was like, okay, I want to take the next step. I want to, um, you know, make more money. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and that's course. where I thought like commercial real estate at that time was the next step. Okay. So then I went into that.
0: Okay, cool. And you think your skills from the sales into real estate, you think they are transferable skills. You're learning people's skills, how to build connections with people, how to keep clients, which now today obviously have also built for you to be successful
1: totally and I think it's uh, a lot of those skills did transfer over um, and you know I had a you know I had a good experience doing the real estate but I felt like um, I was working but I never was like really passionate about what I was doing like it was kind of just like on this hamster wheel of just like you know trying to make more money and trying to like um, like I just never felt like super satisfied in the day to day what I was doing. Yes. Um, so that kind of led to a bit of a burnout and really me kind of like reevaluating like like what am I like why am I like what's the point of this?
0: Right. You kind know, of just going through the motions. Just yeah.
1: I mean, I was still really I was working hard and I was doing okay. Um, but I was just like I wanna bet on myself that if I redirected that energy into just something that like I actually enjoyed doing Yeah. like I'm like if I give myself a year at this and it doesn't work out like okay that's fine but if I actually figure this out like to me that's like it's worth the shot
0: yeah it's more fulfilling for you to pursue something that now you found yourself interested in totally yeah I mean,
1: and you know I felt like I was really kind of like and it goes back to, we were talking about in college. It was like, I never really found that thing. I was really like lit up to learn.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, didn't it just
0: come to you no, You had to kind it, of search for it?
1: Yeah. And you know, I kind of went through the journey of those different jobs and you know, those came with their own like, you know, hardship and, but, and then also, but learning from them. Yeah. And, um, but then I was just like, I felt like someone was missing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was 28 years old and I was I hit that point where I was like, you know, I can keep going down this route. But like, again, I want to take a chance for a year yeah, doing something different. And if it doesn't work out, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? I'll work for a different commercial real estate company and right. go back to it. Like, I yeah. didn't want to do that, but I was thinking, like, it's worth the chance. So I totally. took the leap and it wasn't easy. But at the same time, like, I found so so much more satisfaction and just kind of like what I was learning and I feel like I was searching for that information and I, it just lit me up a different way and I've never yeah. had that before.
0: Yeah. How, how would you say you found the balance? Cause between pivoting between your, you know, we're going to call it like a nine to five. I know real estate isn't totally like a nine to five job, but between balancing the real estate, did you just quit it and then transfer to the fitness
1: yeah that's a great question and and so i did quit and this is okay. probably not i wouldn't recommend this to anyone <laughs> <laughs> like i would take it with caution yeah i uh, i take plan it differently but yeah okay. so i i i quit my job and then i um started working for just like commercial gym and okay so when i did that i mean you know the income went down a lot yeah you know, you... because i'm starting over from scratch and i had no like, I, I, growing up, I was always an athlete, and I loved sports. I loved exercising. I loved learning about nutrition. I loved, like, just like, taking care of myself, wellness. But I didn't know – like, I wasn't a professional. I didn't know enough at that point, so I had to start at the bottom. Wow. And that's not easy to do when you're in New York, and you have to pay rent, and it's not cheap here. No, So I really had to, like, get a small – you know, I had to downgrade like, my lifestyle a lot.
0: Did you do the small apartment?
1: Yeah, I mean, I did the – you know, I had – um uh, flex bedroom, okay. like, random room. Yeah. And like, yeah. But, like, you know, but that was kind of, like...
0: It's all was, part of it.
1: I was, at the weirdest point, I was just, like, I was okay with that because I was, like, you know what? I just, in my gut, I feel like this is going to pay off. I don't know when it's going to pay off, but I just feel like I'm moving in the right direction. Um, so, I was okay with it.
0: Yeah, because I feel like what most people don't recognize is if you're taking this leap, obviously you have to give and take some, right? because it's a chance you're taking and you can't just try to pursue a new thing that you're stepping into fresh water and building it takes time totally so it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen overnight exactly so that's good that you recognize that you had to do what you had to do to now get to the life where it's more fulfilling more just honestly like something that you love to do yeah
1: Yeah. and I still have my I mean like it I don't have it all figured out now I still have my own day-to-day challenges but like in the grand scheme of things I'm much more satisfied and um it's so interesting it's like even the things that like i grew up having no interest in whether it's like finances and like learning how to like really market and all these things but now i relate it to my business and i'm like actually now i'm really interested in this yeah so now i like i search that out and i like i i go down these rabbit holes and i'm like like this is not the same person i was growing up yeah it's crazy. that's so, amazing because yeah.
0: everything i feel like connects to the other like as soon as you're building all those steps you're like oh I can do this now or I can do this now or it's a mental challenge that you're kind of just every day beating yourself at yeah because obviously when you're quitting your job doing the gyms learning all this from scratch you how long did you work at the gyms for
1: uh so I worked for a commercial gym for a year and a half when I first started and it was um I'll tell you another funny story so this is uh I remember when I first started uh the The manager was like, first of all, I was I had to build my own client base, right? So like I started off with nothing, and I was waiting for people to like the gym to like hand me clients. And after three or four months, the manager pulls me aside. He's like, Tom, I don't I don't know if this is gonna work out. Like you're not getting any clients. And then I was like, "Um, you know that same instinct I had when I talked about my that door to door job. I was like, well, me sitting back and just like letting this happen is not gonna get me to where I want to be. So I literally was that person that annoyed me like I, I talked to everyone everyone that went through that gym I talked to hundred people a day and I wasn't even go- going there to like sell them on something I was there just to like let them know who I am provide them value and when that happened like people saw that I was like actually interested in like helping them out and then my business like everything started to click
0: Wow yeah
1: so it was kind of like then I was booked out. um so it's kind of like that same pattern i recognized when i first started
0: yeah so you kind of had to be the one to take the initiative to i couldn't sit back and just yeah because
1: i would be stuck like i would just right and another funny thing was like when they pulled me in there they're like at one point they're like hey tom you're everyone's getting a raise and i'm like oh raise that's great and he gave me this this piece of paper to sign and on on the top of it's like New York City raises minimum wage. <laughs> like, no way! Like oh, like great, pitch. Like, great, great, pitch. So yeah. Like, I think this has been helping sense. my my lifestyle, but but it but it put that like battery in my back to like really like take the initiative, take ownership, and like yeah, you know, not just sit back, but like put myself out there to make this happen.
0: Right? Yeah, I love your um, and I'll clip this too, but your video where you tell yourself to fall forward instead totally. of fall back oh that hit me i was like i re watch that a few <laughs> times that's such a good mentality to say no i don't care if i have a or i think it, you were saying i don't care if i don't have a plan b or whatever i don't want to fall back or i don't i hate when people give me the mentality of what do you have to fall back on it's like you're gonna fall forward you're gonna do you're yeah. gonna succeed at what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah. I found that nothing in life is worthwhile unless you take some risk. Growing up, I was told to make sure you have something to fall back on. I always thought if I'm gonna fall back, I don't wanna fall back on anything. I wanna fall forward. Four years ago, at 28 years old, I quit my corporate job and decided to chase my passion with zero experience and become a trainer. I knew if I didn't try, I would always regret it. During this time, I had no idea about proper lifting and nutrition. I failed almost every step of the way, but I knew every time I failed, I was one step closer to to figuring it out. When I didn't feel like going to the gym, I would still show up and put my best effort in, fall forward. Worried what people would think of me when I started my fitness account, I thought to myself, fall forward. Not giving up when COVID hit and I had to move back home with my parents and pivot my business to online, Fall forward. Six months ago, I had less than 2,000 followers, but I was able to focus on my social media and caught a break. This week, I'm able to retire from the gym and become a full-time online fitness and nutrition coach. Whenever you fall throughout life, remember this. Don't give up, stay consistent, and fall forward. And I think the other important thing, for, like, for anyone starting off, like again, like I've failed so many times, and I'm still failing, but like I can't let that stop me.
0: Yeah, it's a part of it.
1: It's part of it. Like that's like and I look back at like every time I failed, I like I reevaluated like what went wrong, why did it go wrong and then like I come back with like things I would do differently and that you learn from that. That's
0: how you I feel like that's how people learn. It is. It's really how you learn. Unless you have someone who's done everything that you're trying to do, which is gonna be a very rare circumstance. I mean, you can have people that you look up to and whatnot and people ask for advice, but no one's going to be holding your hand through every single step of the way being like, "Okay, and now do this." It's almost your inner voice telling you what to do. And yeah, yeah I mean, and yeah, gonna...
1: those like having mentors are super helpful and I think like yeah. in, you know, I've had some along the way, but at the end of the day, it's up to you. Yeah. You got to totally make it agree. happen. And um
0: yeah, yeah. It's just starting anything off fresh, I feel like you're entering almost a new lens. Like I like to tell people I wear contacts, like I can't see. But it's like it's like starting a new project. It's almost like you're getting a prescription. Like you have to go and see what works. You can't just, I don't know, totally not care about it. Like obviously if you can't see, you're not gonna be like, Oh, I'm just gonna go through life and I can't see. Like you're gonna
1: find what works. Yeah. And I think, you know, another pivotal moment in my career was when I so at a year year and a half in at this gym, I, I, I feel like I plateaued there. Like I wasn't, you know, when you're working for someone I just feel like there's only so much you can make so I wanted to go independent I wanted to work for myself I really had a dream of owning my own business um so I went independent um got into like one of the really kind of like um nicer gyms in the city and I was like oh so motivated um but COVID hit like two months later so that was like whoa like okay like I finally have my break and now I'm going starting I have to go back home to my parents house because like what do I do now? I'm yeah. staying home for two months and just twiddling my thumbs. But then I was like, right. you know what? Like, I'm going to, like, I need to figure this out. I So I started my online coaching. And that's when I started my online coaching. It was in, like the beginning of COVID. Um, because I knew online. I had to pivot. I knew how to change. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Did you take your clients from the gym to, the, to your own online business? Yeah, I
1: took some of them. Yep. Okay. And um, my online business has definitely changed since I first started a lot. But... that was like the i always knew i kind of wanted to do this but it kickstarted that where i'm at today yeah and i needed that like really like i needed like the adversity i was going through at that time forced me to take action to do this wow and i think that's like like i said like sometimes when things are like you're kind of back in that corner and it pushes you to like do things maybe you weren't going to do before
0: exactly yeah so it's actually good I agree with you because you don't have another option and your other option is you're going to fall flat on your face and go back to whatever job or life you had before. And yeah. you know, that's not what you want to do. Obviously you're going to do everything to make it work. Yeah. And I think it just goes back to just like, you know, when things don't work out,
1: you just got to like pivot and, yeah. And just do the best you can and just keep looking to improve every single day and uh, not every single day, but like a weekly, you want to like look back and, you know, totally. try to find something that you can do better or something like that. Yeah.
0: Just doing the best that I think you can do and knowing your limits and what's possible. Cause when you started this, so this was like 2020 that you started your mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you say it was harder building a client base that you know, is like coming back to you consistently or maybe signing up for your monthly programs or however you're doing it at the time. Was that, was it almost easier to keep a connection with people? Cause it was so, we were in a time where it was, you know, isolated and whatnot. Or was it, what was that
1: like? No, it is was, it was, uh, it's difficult because yeah, I'm not with them and, um, yeah, I'm trying out different things. So I actually, cause I was living home, I actually got people that I knew and I was oh, giving cool. it away for free. I was like, look, oh, wow. I go, I'm going to let you do this. But like, I just want honest feedback about what's working for you, what you like and don't like. Oh, that's smart. So I kept doing that. And then as I kept doing that, a couple of my clients ended up really liking it. And they're like, they gave me some referrals and when I got those referrals. Then I started charging them, you know, but I started low. And I then I eventually just kind of kept, you know, going up from there. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like I had everything figured out and I'm still learning, but it's like, it's like gradual, just kind of like, I always want to just try to make it a little bit better and, and make sure I'm adding value.
0: Yeah. I think that's smart. Cause I think starting out, everyone has these challenges where they're like, what do I charge people? How do I do this? Or how do I do that? And I think you are doing it smart. Cause if you can get referrals from your friends or people who are actually going to vouch for you and be like, Oh, Hey, Tom's doing this. He's doing it really well. Like you should definitely go and learn from him. I think that's really smart.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and then then I you know I came back to New York after COVID or like I don't know a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, went back to doing some in person um training, um, but the online stuff just kind of kept growing. I kept working on that, prioritizing that, and um, and then started really focusing on my social media, and um, that was a game changer. That was a big okay. break for me, like, and that happened pretty recently. Like okay. In the last six months, I've gotten some good followers, but, um, and now, now it's my full time thing. I'm really just focusing on my online coaching, which is personalized fitness, nutrition programming, and also helping people with their like lifestyle habits. Yeah. And, um, and now it's exciting because I can put my full attention to this, and I've never had that before.
0: Yeah, that's so amazing. I'm
1: really like you know, going hard into this and, and we'll see how it pans out. Like, you know, I can't predict the future, but, right. but, it, but I, but I have a pretty good audience and it's, and it's, I'm having fun doing this.
0: Yeah. You look like it because that's how I, I mean, you came up with my Instagram and I was, I just thought when your videos were cur- curated, very, they were made with top tier advice, which I feel like that's hard to categorize in a video. Thank you. But yeah, you were doing that really well. And then um, the other thing I noticed is, you yeah you weren't just a fitness coach you were actually actively telling people how to live a better life which is kind of like obviously why would you not hire you like you know what you're doing I appreciate that yeah
1: and I think the other thing too is like I wasn't always like a fitness and nutrition coach like I worked the corporate grind I know I know the ups and the downs of that like it's not easy so like you know I think there's a difference where a lot of people in fitness is like they have their mindset that everyone has all this time to work out every, you know, they tell yeah. them to eat chicken and rice every time. <laughs> yeah. Like I knew when I was working my corporate job, I'm like, that's not realistic. Like, no. <laughs> like I have a million other things going on. Yeah. So I try to keep that mindset because that's the person I'm trying to talk to is like, um, how would I have talked to myself when I was younger? Like how would I have helped myself if I could go back in that situation, take better care of my health?
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's so,
1: cool. um, So I keep that in mind, and I think that kind of gives me a different perspective. And I think as long as you kind of find your own niche, and I appreciate you you find value in it. Um, Yeah. That's really what it's about. I'm just trying to help people.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I just think the world's so saturated nowadays. It it is hard to find. I mean, I know there's other, like, people who give really good advice on the Internet, but I feel like, I don't know, you're right. Like, you're catering to an audience that maybe doesn't have all the time in the world. Because I noticed one of your videos, too, you were saying – um. You're like, take this with a grain of salt or something. You can still have a drink, but, you know, maybe cut out right. a drink here and there and do this this way. And that's really nice because sometimes people just don't want to go cold turkey with everything. Totally. And,
1: and, and you don't have to. Like, yeah. it's, um, you know, I think like and I almost think it's like I think talking about improving these healthier lifestyle habits, like um, it's not like everything has to be done at once. Right. Because that's overwhelming. Yeah. Like I think of it as. I think of my career, I think of a lot of these things is like just getting like one percent better every week yeah. and like focusing on mastering the simple basic habits and then like maybe even one habit at a time and then eventually that compounds to a year from now or two years from now. You look back, you're like, Whoa, yeah, this is great. Like I never expected to be this far, but it but just making sure that we're it's like a gradual process and not like a thirty day challenge. Like I think those times it sets people up for failure. Yeah. And they think there's something wrong with them and it's like, no, it's just it's it's too much too quick. Mm -hmm. We need to like make sure it fits within your lifestyle and then we break this down into something that's more sustainable.
0: Yeah. Because the fad diets or the I mean, I feel like everyone nowadays is trying to get something so quick and sometimes that's just not how it works. Especially we feel like with our bodies you have to really nurture it and take care of it and Learn what works for you because everyone's different.
1: Well, I'll give an example. Like, I know that I could coach someone and have someone, like, someone that's overweight. I could have them drop 20 pounds in a couple months. Like, that's, like, I could restrict their eating. Yeah. I could be, like, really aggressive with them. Yeah. But guess what happens with that person? They bounce, they after they crash and burn with their habits, and they end up going, reverting back to where they were. Yeah. So, what I like to think about is like, how do we again make this sustainable where they're making progress, they're losing that weight, but it's not extreme. And I think that's the part where a lot of these fad diets and things that we see marketed everywhere is they promote that really extreme type of lifestyle because they know it gets results, but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's not sustainable. So it's too quick and it's, it's too extreme. Yeah. So the people that I work with, not only do they get in shape, not only do they lose weight if that's their goal, but they learn the actual habits they need to put in place, the foundation to keep that for life.
0: That's so funny. So, like,
1: I'm really equipping them with the tools that they're going to need that they can carry on for everything else. Yeah. So they can maintain it.
0: Because it's, um, what is it, to keep a habit? Like, 21 days to keep a solid habit? Yeah. 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 Something yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you read the book Atomic Habits, but the 1% better and, like, the slow build. Because it's actually, tell all my friends this, it's easier to keep a good habit than keep fighting your body on a bad habit. Because once you kind of get used to your new, I don't know, whatever lifestyle. Say, like, I had to cut-out coffee. And I want to talk about that caffeine with you because I think it's interesting. But um, you have to, like, it's almost easier for my body now to wake up naturally, drink a smoothie instead of go right to caffeine. Because I'm not, like, fighting my body on, like for me it was causing i just feel like an energy shock it was like i have natural energy but the caffeine was almost like too much it was like my body's like gonna crash later in the day right so yeah
1: yeah i think uh caffeine is one of those things where it's different for everyone yeah i uh like my sister could drink a cup of coffee before she goes to bed i don't know how she does it but she can fall asleep fine and she functions great so there's those type of people yeah me um i drink Two cups of coffee and I'm wired and I have a hard time sleeping. Yeah, and I'm just sensitive to it. So, yeah, um, this is something I set for kind of like my New Year's kind of resolution. I was going to give myself 30 days to stop the caffeine and oh, excuse me, still drink caffeine but switch from coffee to tea. Mm, smart. So I wasn't trying to do anything too drastic because I knew I'm I, I felt like I still needed some caffeine but it was a lower amount. Um, so. It really helped me not because i was dealing with some adrenal fatigue mm. where i would feel really burnt out after a couple of days of drinking too much coffee and i didn't get that with the tea okay and i'm only again speaking from my experience because i want to try this out on myself to see if it worked for me first yeah um but it's really helped me out i feel like i have less jitteriness um my sleep quality's gotten better and um and eventually like i love to not have to rely on any caffeine yeah but i know that for myself like it's like i talk about my clients like doing anything extreme too quickly right like i got to build up to it totally so that's what i
0: am at. I mean that's good i'm i'm kind of the same way but coffee now makes me feel dehydrated where if i drink a smoothie and i have an espresso shot in it or something light and minimal i'm not feeling like like i don't know just like water 24 7 but
1: yeah and and everyone's different too so like if that system works for you and you feel good yeah then there's no reason to change it you know
0: yeah, I like the not going too extreme too fast because sometimes I feel like when you do that, you kind of also wear yourself out in a bad way. Because there was one point where I was doing ice baths every single morning at like I told you this before we got on the podcast at like four in the morning. Get hypothermia. And then I was, <laughs> probably. My parents were like, "You're like, yeah." I was actually like sick. I remember when it snowed and it was like really cold a few weeks ago, maybe now. Yeah. But um, I'm like, it's definitely from taking an ice baths and then like going on a run at like five in the morning around like why? I'm like, I don't need to be doing that. Like, it's too much. But no, uh,
1: well, I think um, it kind of goes back to like, in uh, the way I think is, I think that a lot of these things, there are benefits to um, ice baths, protein powders, um, different supplements, but for a lot of people that kind of like general population, it's really just like making sure they're getting their basic habits down first, yeah. which is just making sure they're getting enough quality sleep. Right, You know, like making sure they're getting enough protein just um, in their just daily diet because a supplement's called a supplement for a reason. It's a supplement because they're not getting enough of what they should be getting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, so totally. I'm not saying that supplements are bad because they have a purpose and they help a lot of people. But just like underst- like kind of connecting the dots that like it's always better to make sure you get whole foods first Yeah, and supplement the protein if, if you need it. For you're short on time or something like that
0: yeah um what do you think are simple i guess not simple fixes people can do in their day-to-day routines but what's maybe something that you don't think enough people are incorporating in their day-to-day routine that could help them with just building better habits in general whether it's their health or for example like putting your phone down before you go to bed like an hour before you go to sleep so you're not you that's know. i mean that's huge um and i'm
1: not perfect at that so
0: i I, I want to just
1: like put that out there um you know something that's been really impactful for me is i've also um stopped looking at when i wake up in the morning i obviously have my alarm clock so i turn that off but i don't look at my phone i don't look at my emails i don't look at my social media and i woke up just like 20 minutes earlier so nothing extreme and i just get dressed and i go for a very short walk and i'm talking like it could even be like five minutes. Like it doesn't have to be anything extreme, but I found that when I got outside, I had time to just kind of like think about my day without distraction. Having that sort of like natural sunlight in my eyes really just kind of helped me wake up naturally Yeah. instead of going straight into my phone and straight into work. So I would come back and then I would kind of like have my breakfast and then look at my phone and start my day. That's That sort of small, it's a small change. Um, but I do it every day and I've I've been doing this for like a couple months now. And it's, I feel like it's really helped me out with my mental clarity and um, feel more, just kind of like feel more in control of my day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel like the natural sunlight and just getting up in the morning, you're right. Not checking your phone. Cause I feel like since usually at least me, I'm like on my phone or whatever for work or whatever it is. And it gets so consuming to where you're almost like stressed out. And if you wake up with that, kind of sets the tone
1: yeah and i and i just need like a few like i just need like i said like 20 30 minutes where it's just like i'm just focused on just my overall just kind of like make sure everything's feeling good my mental health is clear like um and then i start the craziness yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) then then the chaos begins yeah are you someone who wakes up early it depends um not crazy early like i used to when i was doing the gym days i would wake up at like five o'clock to people at six in the morning wow. um maybe at 4 30 it was crazy yeah uh, but no now i'm waking up around like i would say i get up at like 6
0: okay yeah
1: and just start my day from there
0: that's a good time to get up
1: i know because i i realized too again i need like seven hours of quality sleep yeah like if i don't get that like i can be super productive and do a lot of stuff but i've noticed like my creativity goes down anxiety goes up and I'm just like I'm not like in the short term I can get more done in the long term it's hurting me right so I'm trying to set those boundaries around getting enough sleep and that goes back to like the principles of like what's important whole Mm -hmm. foods getting enough sleep like just making sure I have a good foundation on those and then like the other things like doing an ice bath like that's bonus that's there's definitely benefits to that but making sure I'm getting the fundamental stuff done first totally
0: yeah I used to use ice baths to wake up in the morning and I know that's so crazy but yeah i just could not get myself to get up so i was like if you just force yourself to do an ice bath and start off with the worst possible thing po- <laughs> like possible for your day that's a good I'll, up.
1: yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna try it um i've done it a couple times at remedy place i don't know if you've been there
0: i saw that you were there for their opening um they had like they had, i don't know we were like in the process of me maybe joining them too for their opening but i don't make really and wellness Stuff, so that I think they're like, no, you know, but yeah, so what's that like?
1: Um, it's cold, uh, like you're brave for doing that every day. Um, uh, yeah, I know, how long crazy. did you last?
0: Not long, I mean, my top one's like three minutes. Okay, I was wrong,
1: I was like, maybe I'll say I don't want to lose but <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> two minutes and 50.
0: <laughs> oh, beat you, um, but yeah. yeah, they're hard, like, they're a mental challenge. But I honestly started them from David Goggins, which we were talking about earlier, too. But he just has like that. Crazy harsh mentality. I'm like, okay, if you can just start your day off with something that works for you, because if I'm like stressed when I wake up, wake up, that's the only thing that can get rid of my stress quick. It's an ice bath, because mm-hmm. I know I'm like, you can't think of anything else, nothing except for like how miserable you are, because it's like your body's like in shock essentially. Right. Yeah, it's awful, but <laughs> it's worth it. Um, I also want to know how, because if you didn't start off as well. You, like, built into this passion and this career. How did you learn – because now you're giving other people tips on their lifestyle and their eating habits. How did you learn – I don't want to say, like, learn health, but how did you learn all these eating habits and how Uh, to coach people?
1: So I tried it on myself first. So I tried keto diet. I tried paleo. I tried all these different things. And, um, you know, whatever I talk about, like, I want to – i want to be the test subject first and obviously i research it and make sure it's legit and i've taken i've spent a lot of money on my education um to obviously always always improve my knowledge on different things about training and nutrition so yeah um you know that it's a learning i'm still learning like there's still things i i know i could do i want to you know learn more about but yeah yeah
0: would you say um being disciplined is a big part of learning because obviously if you're doing keto diets and all that you you're using yourself as your own best example but you found out what works well i didn't last on the keto diet so you could say you could say (laughs) discipline but like
1: i had a not good experience on that so i did it for 30 days i it was just like you know high protein um, fats no carbs and i lost like 10 pounds in a month um and again I, I didn't have to lose it but i wanted to try it out and i just felt like i was like a walking zombie like i had headaches mm. my workouts were not great um
0: keto diet to the diet with no carbs right
1: yeah very little yeah um so like you know it kind of goes back to like a lot of these diets that i see it's like you know i'm pretty disciplined but at, at the same time like if i couldn't keep up with it like i don't want to recommend that to a client because yeah. I don't know, like if I can't practice what I preach, like, right. it's kind of like, it's not so, so I've learned that there's, I need to have more carbohydrates. Um, so I'm not like afraid of carbs, but I just make sure that they're like, you know, try to stay away from like super processed stuff. And I still have those, I still have like pasta, pizza, like on an occasion, I'm not afraid of those foods. Um, yeah. but I just make sure like the majority of the time I stick to mostly whole foods Yeah. and, um, and I, as long as I keep that, that habit in place, Like, I'm pretty diligent about my eating during the week. Um, That, in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to, like, my average, what I eat most of the time is pretty good. Yeah. But I'm not, like, obsessed with being perfect.
0: Right. Because then I saw this uh, video the other day, and it made me laugh. It was, like, do you guys ever get bored of being, living your perfect lives, like, eating your perfect food and blah, blah, blah? And it was essentially saying, like, if you are making everything so perfect to the fact that it gets boring, in a sense, or whatever. Because I think you're right. Like, a balanced know what works for you and like keep it is going to be the best solution
1: yeah and it it goes back to again like just not doing anything too extreme and what i find is actually what's interesting for myself is um i used to have a lot of processed foods like especially when i was working in the corporate world like i was like kind of running on that sort of like those processed foods where I get like a a lot of added sugar, I'll get those like spikes in energy and i crashed crash and there's like this cycle. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've learned that my taste buds have actually adopted, they've changed over the time, over time. Um, Because your, your taste buds will change just like your muscles change when you start lifting weights. Yes, Right? So you don't go to the gym and the first day you'll do like a heavy barbell back squat. You build up to that. And I think nutrition is very similar where it's like, if you're not used to eating, like, you know, whole foods that are, you know, um, like you got to build up to that. Like you got to like figure out what's the stepping stone to get you to that place. Yeah. And that's really where I try to come in. I try to bridge the gap to make to make it so it's sustainable for them. Make sure they actually enjoy what they're eating. Yeah. Um, because in terms of like weight loss, like it all starts with nutrition. Totally. Um, yeah, and also can- like drinking's a big part, too. And that was something else I had to kind of like lean myself away from alcohol.
0: Yeah, was that kind of hard to do?
1: The hardest part about not drinking alcohol for me cuz I so I I want to state this too like I'm I never had a problem drinking alcohol I wasn't an alcoholic but right. like I realized that there was a lot of peer pressure when I was going out that I wanted to fit in so like I'd go out and I'd have a few drinks and you know nothing outrageous but like on Monday and Tuesday like I just never felt like I had like quality energy and I was yeah. like I had all these goals in my mind and I'm like if I keep doing this, like it's just going to slow me down.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: I leaned myself away from it. I started cutting back on the alcohol, cutting back, and eventually I got to the point where I was like, how is this benefiting me? It's slowing me. It's making my sleep not good. So alcohol is terrible for your sleep. It affects your REM sleep. So you may fall asleep faster, but the quality of sleep is going to be lower. So... That's a big thing. It's interesting. And then it's not even just the calories. It's it's more of the sleep. Yeah. And how it affects your recovery. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it, like drinking, especially in New York, is extremely
0: expensive. Oh my god, it's so expensive. And, like out in an event and it's just there, which is which is bad too, honestly, because it's hard. I mean, I agree, it's a social thing. It's you know, or whatever, I guess for everyone else it is. But totally. Yeah. And um I just was like, well, how is this benefiting
1: me? So I stopped doing it. The biggest thing was again, goes back to the social aspect of it, yeah, and what I've learned was you know a lot of my friends would they still bust my chops every once in a while, yeah, yeah,, but I found that like you know a lot of people just a lot of people just aren't able like confidence wise to just say I'm good and still be in a social setting. It's a right. huge sign of confidence to not give in to that pressure and then people i found actually respect that yeah it's like because you got to be really comfortable with yourself
0: yes this and is that's, a, and that's not easy no it's not this is actually a perfect example because i was at two events last night and i just had one drink but i put it back i like drink half it and put it back and i was like nope like i have a great podcast tomorrow i'm just like i'm good like i don't i don't need it and everyone was like oh my god you're so mature And i was like no i'm not mature i'm just uh i know what's important So,
1: yeah. And and I also want to state this, too. Like, so I went a full year without any alcohol. Oh, wow. I went a full year. I started with the goal, though, that I was going to do. I told everyone I was like, I'm just doing a month dry. So I started off with a month. Cool. And I went out those first couple week weekends and it was hard. Like I was not used to the people like questioning me. But then I learned again, I just get like club soda and lime. And then no one like after like 20
0: minutes, no one even knew. No one like pesters you. No one's like. peer pressure like
1: exactly so the peer pressure went away and then um that's smart and then i just like i became more comfortable with just going out like without having to rely on having a drink as a crutch yeah and then um and then i went a month and i was like man i haven't felt this good in like a long time see
0: that's awesome and then what happened
1: was my productivity shot up my um this wasn't my main goal but like my body was really reacting positively to not drinking, like I noticed physically some really positive changes and I was like oh. I was like, Whoa, I'm like hitting a new level that I didn't even know I could hit. Yeah. Um it's like
0: that natural high. Like yeah, that so natural. I just
1: kinda kept going with it and I went a full year without drinking and it was a game changer. Oh that God. was a that was a big point I think also that broke me out in my career because I knew I needed the energy. I needed that like little bit of energy to kinda like Yeah to to get me out of the the you know, to get me to that next level. Yeah.
0: Because um, yeah, when you're drinking, not to interrupt you, but when you're drinking and going out every night and working a corporate job and trying to work out or, like you said, eating those foods that are in an office setting, I mean, it's not sustainable. Well, everything's interconnected.
1: So you think about like when I talk about like sleep effect, uh, um alcohol affects your sleep, even a glass of wine a night like that. You can fall asleep faster, but your quality of sleep is going to be lower. Yeah. So what happens is you get less sleep and then what happens is your cravings go up. Right. So then yeah. your hunger craving. So it's harder to, c- to control your control your nutrition. Right. And then we talk about, um, you know, nutrition is the most important thing to losing weight. And <laughs> It's like exactly. so it, it's like it's like a snowball effect. So I just like we want to start with like the most important thing. Yeah. Kind of like make sure we get better at those habits. And then all the other things start snowballing and improving. Yes. Once we focus on like one positive habit there and that could just be cutting back the drinking.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then once you get to that point where because I. I got to a point, too, where I didn't drink alcohol for, honestly, like, six months, even over summer. Like, just, like, didn't feel a need for it. And I got to a point where I felt so, so naturally just able to do anything, have a conversation with anyone, not rely on whatever. Because oh, yeah. to, like, feel good or, or what whatnot. And I don't know. Even being in New York City, I know people are, like, going on dates and they're doing this. And, they're like, they're doing everything. But it, I it truly agree with you. It's a superpower if you can just be natural and, and I mean not have that craving for it because right everything else is gonna go
1: yeah and um
0: and and i think the
1: other thing too is like i just want to state this too like uh i i still look like, today like i i may have an occasional drink yeah um because like i'm again like this isn't for someone that's like has an alcohol problem right right this is just me doing it because i want to feel health, feel yeah. for my health and kind of be my my best self totally. and it was kind of slowing me down um, but like for my sister's wedding, you know, I had a glass of champagne, like yeah. I'll still do that, but I'm just like, and when I drink now, it's just different. I'm like, I don't even think I need it. Yeah. But, um, but like I'm in a special occasion, I'll still have like one drink or something. like that. Yeah.
0: I'm the same way, honestly. Cause I notice at least for me, if I am going out and I have more, like, honestly, like two drinks is like my max. I won't ever go above two drinks, but if I even have more than that, I'm like, I just feel it so much more now. And I like, can't work out the next day or I can't, I don't know, you just. I know. It's like when, once I hit 30, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what I, I 25, like I was like, in no. my early 20s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it sucks. It, your body changes, though, and I think it's important to notice those changes and just to not keep going at it so hard. Like I think it's good that you can ease up and also teach people to live a sustainable life and still have fun.
1: Totally. It's all, you know, and it doesn't have to be so extreme. Yeah. Like you kind of build up to those habits and then and naturally you're just um you know, over time you look back and you're like, wow, like, you know, I feel better in the in the process, I look better. Like that yeah. maybe wasn't like the most important thing, but like when you start working on these habits, they compound and then totally. and then you look back and you're like, I've made, you know, like I'm a better version of myself.
0: Yeah. And do you think now your life correlates with the, you said that it's very fulfilling to you and now I'm sure You've probably met like-minded people too that relate to you on these things and you probably have better conversations all around when you're hanging out with those people too. Do you think friends also influence all these things, mindset and everything?
1: Yeah, you're. I, I think, so one of the most important things is creating your environment. Yes. So I want to talk about this for, again, someone that wants to improve their nutrition, um, whether it's the people that you're around constantly or the food that's in your house, you want to make sure you have... Like I'll, I'll compare this to food. So like, um, I make sure that I have plenty of groceries and, and whole foods in my house. And I again, I'm not, I'm not like I will never. I'll have a like sometimes I'll have a candy bar, or whatever. But I'm not keeping it in my house. Smart. Because what happens is when I have those cravings, I it's usually late and I'm tired and I'm not really hungry, but I just want yeah. something. And most of the time I just resort to having like an apple or something that's like in front of me because it's more convenient. Right. So like that takes away a lot of the, that solves a lot of my issues. But on the flip side, like if I really, really want it, like I'll go out and I'll walk and get it. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be so extreme where I'm not going to like restrict it, but, but I'm creating the environment to promote these healthier lifestyle changes. Yeah. And I know they work. They're so important because, for example, when I go home, um, I love my parents, but, you know, they're not – the. they have a lot of food around that I know <laughs> isn't the <Yeah>. best. <laughs> and, you know, me being like a fitness and nutrition coach, when I see that those chocolates out, I mean – I'm going to choose the chocolates over the fruit sure, any <laughs> so, day any day That's so I just way. like yeah. it's like creating your environment you yeah know? And, and the same thing go for the people that you're around and and I don't think you ever have to cut people out I don't promote yeah. that but like yeah. you want to be around people that are on a similar journey or like trying to improve themselves yeah. because they're going to rub off on you
0: yeah yeah I think yeah the environment thing is important because um I don't know, even from, like, coming from kind of, like, a smaller town and whatnot, people are always like, why do you want to go to New York? Or why do you want to go to Los Angeles? And it's like, I don't know, you need to create your environment. Like, people who want the same thing and um, just overall your best being, I think, like, you know yourself best, obviously, so, especially with the food stuff, I'm the same way. Like, I can't, I will never buy, like, cookies or, I don't know, anything that I'm just, I know I'm going to, like, splurge on if I get home one night from an event or something that I'm, like, it's just, just there. It's easy access right yeah i think that's smart yeah because you don't want to ever kind of make it harder on yourself
1: yeah but but at the same time like if i really want something like i'll go out i'll go out and i'll get it but i'm just not going to keep it like in front of me when i'm at home yeah because i just know like i know myself
0: (laughs) that's how i am i think that's smart though because i mean that's why we live in new york too just everything's right around the corner i know anything that you want oh i was gonna ask you this too do you think since you are living in a big city um and you're going on a run outside or whatever. Do you think it is harder to be disciplined here, food-wise, because you have everything at your fingertips?
1: Yeah, I think it is harder. I think um, so. I think about nutrition again the same way as I think about um, working out, where it's like I don't work out every single day. Um, I work out. I tr- I know I ha- I commit myself to working out at minimum three days a week. If I can get four or five, like, that's a bonus, but, like, I don't put that pressure on myself. Um, so I think about eating as, like, if you're not used to cooking your own food or, like, or, like, I think that you want to start with kind of setting some, like, setting some, just kind of, like, making making that commitment to cooking at home for a couple of days a week. Okay. Not saying every meal you have to do that, or you can get, like, a meal service to start off with if that's completely foreign to you. Yeah. But just, like, making sure you're having some structure on those, what you're consuming Um, and then you can go out on a weekend with a friend and not have to be overly stressful about what you're eating you still want to choose the right the the better choices but like uh, being able to enjoy that experience because it's one meal is not going to derail you from your progress it's what you average throughout the month that's going to really make an impact so if most of your meals are good then you're probably going to be okay
0: yeah i agree i think also too because at least this is feedback from what i hear from my friends sometimes well I do have friends that love to cook, but I also have friends who are get stressed out about cooking, and I'm like, no, just make something simple. Like, just put salmon in the oven or put, like, oh, yeah. tomatoes and mushrooms and make rice with it. Or
1: Yeah, sometimes you're trying to make a gourmet dish. and then, Yeah. Like, you know what? Just, like, start simple. And the other thing, too, is I want to talk about, like, some type people, they think, like, oh, the food I eat is, like— i need like you know more flavors but what really you got to get creative is like start with some seasonings get some like low calorie condiments and make sure you actually enjoy what you're eating yeah. and when i'm talking about too your taste buds will actually adapt like like over time you'll become accustomed to what you're eating and you'll actually probably grow to like it more and more so just like yeah. you just got to but you don't want to start with something so extreme you kind of have to work your way into it
0: Right, yeah, I I love that you say that because your taste buds definitely adapt. Even when I cut out a lot of sugar and stuff, when I was living in L.A., I like did a whole lifestyle change just because I wanted to be better and go on more runs and stuff. Um, but now, when I eat sugar or anything, I like, get an instant headache.
1: Yeah, so now it's like you, it's like I don't like I don't know if you drink soda or not, but like if you haven't had nice. it in a while, if you if you if you've been the person who've, who's like if I remember when I was younger, I used to drink soda all the time. Yeah. I was just like what I would do. And then I'd crave soda all the time. Yeah. And then when I stopped, it was kind of hard those first couple of weeks. But then after that, I was like, I had soda, um, you know, down the road. And I was like, man, this is way too sweet for me. Yeah. It's like crazy how the, your, the taste buds change. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I think that's smart because then honestly, everyone can use themselves as their own best example and hold themselves accountable to be like, if I know my taste buds are going to change. Like, that's why I feel like this is important, important information for people to know. Because then yeah. they know that their taste buds are going to change. Okay. With this insight, you know, down the road, if you just break a bad habit.
1: Yeah. One habit. At, focus on one habit at a time. Yeah. Make sure you really own it. Yeah. And then once you own it, then, you know, we can progress that habit or we can add another one in. Yeah. And then you look back in three and six months from when you started. And it's it's not if you get results. It's when. Yeah, And that's because it works. And, and I wanna just be that person. Yes, it's I create a personalized fitness plan. Yes, I create a personalized nutrition plan, but I'm really sort of like their mentor and guiding them through this process because there's so many times where you question yourself. You're like, I don't know if I can do this or like work. Like we live in New York, so like this is a crazy environment. Like work could be crazy, you may be traveling, but like how do you bridge the gap and not go off the rails those times? And that's where they can reach out to me and I can help them problem solve. And the other thing too is like I always find there's like, I there's like an intensity knob. Mm-hmm. There's times where sometimes you're feeling good, you got good sleep. There's not your work's okay. Now I'm gonna turn the intensity knob up. Those yeah. times. There's times where works crazy. Like life is hard. There's you have a lot of stress, and then I'm gonna pull that knob back a little bit. But just still make sure you maintain your basic pillar habits.
0: Yeah, yeah. As long as you can do. Your best with whatever routine you have and noticing those things, I think is going to help you in the long run Mm because you know, your routines are crazy and working a job is crazy and getting up, going to the gym is it's all crazy, but you just have to choose what works best for you.
1: Yeah. Just be patient with it.
0: Yeah. And hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Is there any, um, looking back on it all and we'll wrap up kind of, but is there any challenges that you wish you had done differently or any, um, Cause you said you had like a huge mindset shift from this whole pivot and everything and looking back, like, is there anything you would have done differently?
1: I think I knew it was, I, I wish I did this. Like the only thing I regret is just, I wish I did this earlier. Love that. Like I, I knew in my gut, like I should be doing something around health, fitness, nutrition, wellness, but I didn't see a career path when I was younger. And I was like, I, you know, I want to make a good living so I didn't do it. I just stuck, like, the kind of corporate job. And I realized that today you can actually make a living doing those things or doing really almost, like, anything you're really passionate about, like with social media, with, um, you know, the world's a big place. And, and there's a lot of people that are interested in what you're learning or interested, they need some help. Yeah. So it's, like, I really feel like as long as you kind of, like, follow your passion and, like, um, work hard you can't get around not working hard like that's just a given but like you can do like so many different things today so like if if you're not happy in the day-to-day like you can change and there's something else you could do just don't don't be afraid just go for it because you could always go back to where you were
0: yeah that's such a good point just got the chills that was really good (laughs) oh my god that was amazing yeah you totally can and i think that you're smart for honestly using social media to your advantage too because I know I was like what do I call you a creator and influencer but you're really just trying to be genuine with who you are and your audience and building a business that stays
1: yeah and I, and I, I hope we're good on time but yeah we are. Um, but when I started the social media six months ago I had 2,000 followers oh wow yeah but it goes back to that mindset where I was like I'm growing this I want to be this online you know fitness nutrition coach like I have this vision for myself, but if I'm doing what I'm doing now, like it's not going to work. I need, so it goes back to what I did with my cold calling days, I was like, I'm going to post every single day on TikTok, and I'm going to fail a lot, yeah. but eventually I'm going to start understanding like what's working and what's not working. And today, six months later, I'm at a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. So sick. So, but it was sort of that mindset shift where like, I can't control how many people follow me, but I can control my actions. And I know that if I do these actions and I'm just looking to get 1% better each week, the results, it's not if they come, it's just a matter of time and just being patient with
0: that. Did you, Do you think you had to overcome what you looked like to other people while building that starting from scratch? Like, were you ever afraid of like, oh, if I post this, like I'm, I might get made fun front of by my friends? Oh, or?
1: totally. I think... Again, I was my own biggest enemy, let's say my mind, like yeah. just like holding me back from like really going into it. But then I realized that I grew a thicker skin over time and then just like, like it just like it builds up, like even like the courage I have, I mean, yeah. even be here, like this is new for me. Like, I, have a little, I have some butterflies in my stomach doing this, but <laughs> yeah, totally. but like as long as like I keep kind of pushing that comfort zone um that's where the growth is that's where you improve and and just like taking those small steps every day they they compound they add up and you look back at where you are three six months a year from now and you're like this is totally different
0: yeah I totally agree and that's great advice um I think you're right you have to overcome it because if you're leading your best life and trying to get to your best self there's going to be uncomfortable things that you have to do and I look at it as like if people have a problem with that it's like that's okay. Like
1: there's you know, there's always people that are going to judge, but at the end of the day, like yeah. it's your job to make you happy. Yeah. And you got to be your best app. Ab- you got to be your own best advocate for yourself. I agree. And if you just put your best effort forward, you know what? Like there's going to be a lot of times you're going to fail. Like I failed. I'm still failing a lot, but at the same time, like I know I'm going to get back up and I'm going to learn from those failures. I'll be more prepared next time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And every day you're going to get better. Yeah. Even if it's 1%, that's the goal
1: that's that's the goal
0: yeah um tom thank you so much for coming on the podcast this was so much fun
1: i appreciate it
0: um i'll end with two questions advice you would tell your younger self if anything or the self that you are now and um do you ever think it's fully possible to master a certain craft or passion
1: i think the biggest thing I i i wish i i did is trust my gut because i knew what direction I should be going into but I kind of fell down the trap of doing what I thought everyone else wanted me to do or what was like the acceptable job and like during those times and I think that um just trusting and betting on myself that I could do it um is something I I wish I knew in my earlier 20s um and just being patient like understanding that like it's not gonna you're not gonna have all the answers in the beginning but as long as you kind of have, like, your north star of where you want to go, um, you'll look back and you'll realize that, like, you're heading in the right direction. Because I feel like everyone kind of knows it in their heart or their gut, but they're just, like, they're afraid of the judgment. They're afraid of, like, failing. Yeah. But if you can get over that, you're going to have, you're going to, you know, you can do a lot. You can be, do more than you think.
0: Yeah, you're going to do great things. hopefully that's 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 what i'm that's what i'm picturing for myself i'm
1: wishing this i'm talking this is self-talk for myself (laughs)
0: yeah no i think that's the best way honestly you can go about life because you just can't be afraid of following your own dreams destiny whatever it is
1: yeah yeah that's 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 the goal that's what i'm trying to do right now like i don't know how this is going to work out in two years from now yeah but i'm going to give my all and i think it's going to work out yeah i I feel i just feel like i feel it in my gut that i'm going to be in a better position two years from now
0: that blind faith it's blind you... faith
1: exactly like and i have a i have a vision for myself where i want to be I, again i don't know how the the, the times where i'm going to fall and i know it's going to happen many times but i'm just going to keep going
0: yeah i think that's the best thing you can do
1: yeah so we'll see yeah, we'll <laughs> hopefully we'll see. do another interview yeah
0: exactly yeah two, two years down the road we're gonna be like okay cool yeah <laughs> we be doing this full time we're gonna be like see we have yeah. blind faith oh that's great um and then where can people find you at
1: uh, Tommy McGee Fit. Um, um, that's for TikTok, Instagram, awesome. YouTube, cool. So that's the best way to find me.
0: Okay, sweet. And then just the final question: Do you think it's possible to fully master your craft?
1: Yeah, 100. percent Like I said, 1 better. Just you know, take your time. You know, it's a process. Yeah. And um, actually, I don't. In a sense of mastering, I think there's always things are going to always change and evolve. So like. That's true. I think you can become really good, but I don't know if I want to say 100% mastery.
0: Yeah. There's always room to. There's
1: always room to improve.
0: Yeah. That's the good thing about life, though. Got something to look forward to. (laughs) Exactly. Cool. Thanks so much, Tom. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Tom McGee. And once again, if you guys could like and rate the podcast, it would mean so much to me. Thanks. And tune in next week for episode five. Okay. Cheers. I hope you all have a great week. Thanks.